0: Welcome to the podcast episode four. Today we're diving into a fascinating and very relevant topic, that of the media and body image. This is a monster topic, and since we're a fitness podcast, we're going to tackle it from this angle. So last week you may or may not have seen that Gymshark posted on Instagram a very controversial picture, that of a young woman with the top of her leggings rolled down and her tummy rolls out. This sparked many heated debates and conversations from, you know, what a breath of fresh air, a woman that doesn't have abs representing the fitness industry, to so gross, who wants to see that? And then, well, isn't this the whole problem? Why should the fitness industry be applauded for representing a normal body? Following this, a good friend of ours, and sadly, he couldn't make the podcast today, he remarked, well, what about plus-size men? They have even less exposure than women in the fitness industry. He then dryly commented he doubted Gymshark would ever post a picture of a man without a six pack and I would probably agree there. This then leads to, are men's body image issues overlooked in the fitness industry? So as you can see, we have a lot to discuss and we're really thankful to be joined by Amar Bhatt, a very well-known DJ amongst other things in Kenya and Morag Campbell, who's been on the podcast before, she's a PT online coach and bikini competitor in the UK. To have their unique perspectives on this topic is going to be awesome. Thanks, guys, for joining us, and welcome. Thanks for having us on. So we've got Andy and Morag in the UK, and uh, uh, other, us three are here on Kenyan time. Um, and yeah, well, I think let's let's dive right into it. So Morag and Amar gonna just sort of tell us a little bit more about themselves and sort of their experience and sort of take on body image and challenges um, that they have faced. So I don't know, Amar, let's 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 have men first for a change.
1: All right, no worries. Uh, where do I start? So <laughs> uh, background. DJ, like you said, um, I have an actual office job, which isn't as fun. But uh, That's a marketing manager for a commercial print company. Um, at that job, I can't drink at my desk, which sucks. Um, yeah. Aside of that, I have been trained by Leon in the past. It might not show at the moment because I've slacked majorly. And I'm naturally uh, quite a skinny fellow, so Leon, don't take anything personal, please. Um, so skinny, I was. I pretty. I like to tell myself I'm lean and very fit,
2: but there's. I think there's. There's many ways to to describe what I look like.
1: Someone might say I'm just a skinny lanky fellow, and um, I would say athletic. So I don't know. It's up to you. Um, when i was growing up it was always a skinny guy and when i do look back at photos of when i was growing up i can see i was should i say i i don't know see this is the question was i skinnier because apparently i'm still skinny so i'll go with i was skinnier um and it was always like i never really took it to heart right um it helps. And I I think I was talking to Leon about this uh, a few days ago, when he when he asked me to jump on this podcast, and I said, uh, if you're confident, and you're social, and you're not an introvert, I think it, it gets a bit easier, because you, you can tend to just, you know, block out the crap. Um, But I can imagine that if you're not that sort of person, and then you're getting this, oh, you're so skinny, you're so skinny or lanky, yeah i can imagine it it can it can take a toll and and i can understand that because as i've grown up i do sort of still now have some insecurities where i'm like if i'm at the pool you know will it look odd if i'm you know without a t-shirt or a singlet or whatever even though i've got major tats that take away from the whole skinny and what i call athletic body type um so I do I, those have grown over the years and I try and just either ignore them or I try to do something about it but with my body type I think Leon and Clea, uh have, have sat with me and had a meal and can understand that it's not about not eating uh, I have a bottomless stomach to a certain extent I can see Leon smiling because because <laughs> he, he knows this is quite true yeah, um, yeah. yeah so you know
2: in a nutshell yeah, we, we get a lot of crap thrown at us for
1: being the skinny guys. And it's okay to call someone fat and have a laugh. But no one thinks twice before going, oh, yeah, look at you. You're so skinny and lanky.
3: Yeah.
1: And, uh, and, and I think that maybe this conversation will shine more light on it. And I mean, all of us can sort of shine some more light on it. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think that's so interesting is, you know, you know, how you say, like, you have a bottom of the stomach, was like, oh, you're so lucky, you can eat whatever you want, but you're like, you know, <laughs> as, as anyone. It's a dance, but it's
1: all, I'm eating all the time. It's like, a, I have three jobs. I'm DJing, I'm working in the office, and I'm
0: eating.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I'm sure in Kenya growing up, because I remember being, I wasn't as skinny as you, but if you were smaller, it's like, why are you not eating? Are you sick? Or, you know, like... In in like African society, it's either you're sick or you're not doing well in life. Something it's it's a bit which is a bit silly
1: because
2: um, we the one that
1: got me. Family is coming. And like, Are you not eating? And I'm like, no, I just I just breathe and drink water. And this is how I survive. <laughs> I, I I I
2: don't
1: know. Like, you, what kind of question is that?
2: Like you get tired of answering. It's really
0: um, and how long, yeah. so how long have you sort of been training? I mean, you, did you train before you met Leon? Um, I, did, I,
1: I did a bit, but with no direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like literally jump in there, pick up the weights and we're going to have big biceps and, and, and we're going to be strong and look good tomorrow. Yeah, uh, not, no knowledge about uh, eating. Obviously my lifestyle was very different when I was DJing in clubs. Uh, as a more prominent thing because I was smoking six and I was king every weekend like crazy amount behind the decks lifestyle was crazy sleep all that stuff that I've learned is important uh, mm-hmm. was it, it didn't really you know it didn't bother me back then so I've been training hey, Leon when did we even start I, I can't even remember man it's been I think
2: it's been two two years man I think two yeah no it has been a, more even more maybe yeah. two ish yeah before uh, so, before your wedding so we'll,
4: yeah 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 so sure. the
1: direction I, I sort of got direction when i met someone who knew what they were talking about
0: right?
1: uh, i mean I, I i literally at one point thought because my left arm smaller if i do a heavier weight on this one and a lighter weight on this one at you some know. point they'll balance now i really thought that i'm not even playing and I think I, I asked Leon, I'm like, why don't I just do a bit heavy on yeah, this one? Like, I can this deal. one will catch up this <laughs> one, and we're going to yeah. be okay. Uh, which obviously makes no sense. Um, so so complete amateur things like that are unbelievable.
0: Yeah, no, it's, well, so, we, we will, we'll definitely get more, we'll get more into that. Um, but uh, Morag, what about you?
4: Yeah, so, well, so I do, I'm, I'm more into, like, the bodybuilding and, and weightlifting now, but I suppose growing up, uh, g- but whether I say genetically or, or not, like, my sisters, if you look at my sisters, they are little skinny whips of things, whereas I am not, I'm, like, the polar opposite, um, so I don't know if I got the genetic bag that just meant that I hold more in terms of body mass as opposed to them or just lifestyle differences or preferential cake eating differences you know <laughs> those those are there as well yeah. but uh, not to food shame but no growing up I was I was always very active um, and I started to notice it more when I was maybe going up through so like the schooling system in Scotland is kind of like you've got your primary school and your secondary school so secondary school is maybe like when you've hit I can't remember the exact age, but like 11, 12, like upwards from there. And going through that time, I was a competitive swimmer. So Mm -hmm. broad shoulders, big calves, big legs, but it was muscle. um, Probably holding like fat mass as well, but going up through, obviously, puberty and changes... I was always probably one of the more athletic girls of the school as opposed to others who maybe were more kind of like slight or again, different genetics, different body shapes, things like that. But I suppose at the same time, it's then thinking, obviously from a female perspective, there's a lot of pressure or certainly it's changing now, but there still is a a lot of pressure to a certain degree to have a certain aesthetic. And that is to be quite a small Mm -hmm. being and to not take up very much space. And maybe not necessarily be so focused on being strong. I mean, honestly, it's ridiculous. Um, I follow a a page on Instagram that's actually highlighted at the moment that women can get Botox for their traps so that you don't have like big manly traps. And I was like, um, okay, so. Oh, God, yeah, it's a kind of worms, But yeah, but like going kind of like off of that tangent in terms of muscles that were maybe more like developed. Um, I always took it in my stride, but I had a nickname which was Manly Morag. So, growing up, <laughs> I was Manly Morag because, um, yeah, because children are so cruel, Evil. <laughs> 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 horrible, <laughs> horrible. Like, I mean, I could be, I could beat the boys in like arm wrestles and everything. Like, they stood no chance. But yeah. it was more the fact that you had to kind of like laugh about it a little yeah. bit. Um, like, I had better arms and forearms than most of the guys. And I remember as well, like, one Christmas dance being, like, in heels and thinking, oh, my God, my calves are too big. Mm. I honestly would not complain about that now. <laughs> but it's like, oh, how has this happened? You know, yeah. not to get like the pressure there, um, but I suppose that just genetically and kind of, like, muscle mass holding and just generally being, like, in a larger body. I, for a lot of my life, have had a lot of internal conflict over should I be smaller, should I be bigger, should I, like, embrace this? Because, mm-hmm. again, it's all, like... I want to say it's getting better now that it's, you know, less magazine covers with like drop 10 pounds in like five days and Mm -hmm. all of that crap. But, you know, it's um, growing up through my teenage years, I did have quite a very poor relationship with food in that I would bang backwards and forwards between very low calorie diets, then trying to train quite intensively um, and just really putting my body through the ringer and developing actually quite a poor relationship with food as a side product of body image and feeling as though there was a slight conformity that you needed to have with you know everybody else um, but then I guess kind of coming up through my 20s and things and now that I am obviously well a coach now more into bodybuilding some people might argue well have you moved into the bodybuilding to mask like an eating disorder mm. or to then make it acceptable to be like you clean eat or you don't clean eat and i would definitely say that's not a case now and that's the way i like to kind of work with like, my clients and things too but um it's one of these things i think that you've got to start to i suppose accept your body for where you are and what it is and understanding that genetically some people are going to be either hungrier or less hungry, again, if you're one of these little whips, and um, I no shade at all, but, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, like, you might be someone who naturally fidgets, so you're going to have a body type or a body shape that's naturally slighter than someone who maybe just doesn't fidget or goes, ah, you know what, season three of this Netflix programme is going to be fantastic I'm just going to sit here for the next 20 days. It's, yeah, so yeah. I guess that's where I've kind of been growing up and... Like my exposure to body image was definitely more towards like magazines, tabloids, okay, look like a celebrity or look like that or etc. Whereas now I think there's a lot more progression moving forward. Although saying that I still have a lot of clients, I know this isn't me specifically myself, but they're not concerned, you know, like their 11 year old daughters and things like that are now going, oh, do these jeans make me look fat? things like that. So it's, it's still a really relevant topic and I'm sure it's the same for men as well. I think it's actually quite under discussed um, as the look like, to be like a marginalised group, but it's definitely not something that's more prevalent. But uh, yeah, it wasn't too much of a, a garble, but that's where I've...
0: <laughs> no, no, no. no that I, I think that it's, it's, it's so great to have your kind of perspective on that, especially from going... I find that so interesting how people kind of assume like, oh, you've gone into bodybuilding to sort of mask this eating disorder. And I, I think many people do Um, but it's, yeah, I think that's interesting to point out. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I've not been in a competition or, or a mar, but that you, you three have. And I think that does bring with it a whole host of body image issues.
3: I I think you've got to actually be in, to be successful competitively or not necessarily be successful competitively, but to be mentally successful, you t- you've got to go into it with a good relationship with food. If you, if someone came to me and said, I want to compete, and I thought we had a poor relationship with food, I would ask them to get that sorted before thinking about competition because it can have its opposite effect. If you've got, you know, and to be fair, a lot of people who do bodybuild are body dysmorphic fit to a certain extent. But, you know, I could be as lean, as big as uh, Mr. Olympian. I probably still think I wasn't big enough or lean enough. But i actually do have a good relationship with food I don't mind you know I'm, i find quite easy to use if it fits your macros in a healthy way not in a bingy way but I have a little bit of everything but I think that takes time for some people if you've had a bad relationship with food it does take a long time to re-establish a good relationship and listen to both of more and than are speaking. You know, I, I see some of my own life in what they're saying. You know, I was always quite small growing up, and my brothers were big. Like my both of my brothers were over six feet, and broad-shouldered, but also both carry a lot more body mass, uh, which has probably affected them more. Now we're all close. To, oh, I'm forty. My older brother's over forty. And my my younger brother's nearly forty, and so I'm probably in the healthier part of that now. But growing up playing rugby, I and mean, I was a really really good competitive rugby player. You know playing at the highest level growing up, but I could never go to that next level. I couldn't turn pro because I was too small. Always told by every coach, you're great, but you're just a little too small. So you, you get stuck playing national one level, which is a good level, but always in your head, you're too small, too small. You spend all your time in the gym, all your time eating. And it's like, to the point where, you know, and then I was doing my time at the same time. And I was good there, And then I couldn't get too big for that. Oh, you get too big. And I was bouncing between the two, you know, push my weight up to gym rugby season and trying to drastically cut to, to fight at a lower weight and you know and I probably did have a poor relationship with food I did you know I was always really you know slim but with a barrel chest luckily so my nickname at school was peps you know and then I got really big arms as I got older because you know who doesn't want t-shirt muscles but like Oh, I'm I, lucky I wasn't competing then because you know back back width was probably about this wide, you know, tiny back, but you know, biggish arms and bigish chest. But now my arms look small with <laughs> all fuller bits. But there's always this constant pressure, <laughs> and you know, and I think it is under talked about with men, and I do think you know, it's important what you said about social media plays this massive role now and for everyone. You know, I train guys who, you know, one of my clients lacks patience because he sees all the guys he follows on Instagram. And, and even like natural bodybuilders who aren't using steroids, he's like, oh, how do they get to that? It's just, it just takes time, you know. I think there's a pressure on guys and girls, I think more so for women because it's just a traditional thing in every aspect of life, but now with this Instagram lifestyle, men you know gym shark, yeah, gym shark's never got to like with you know you know spilling out your shorts, you know, but you know it's it's always gonna be six packs, and guys now everyone wants abs, yeah, but like when I was younger, abs weren't a big deal because. The slimmer guys at school had abs, you know. Yeah. If they had them, you know. We just didn't have arms. It was all about biceps and chest when I was growing up. It wasn't, you know. Yeah. No, one, no one talked about it so much. And I think with women now, and like always, oh, say this. We, can, we don't, we don't fight the Kardashians enough. I do think one thing they've done is got women to squat racks. Yeah, women walk <laughs> glutes nowadays, you know. But the body proportions have you know gone off the charts. In fact, that women want this tiny, tiny waist, you know, 18-inch, 17-inch waist and glutes <laughs> that are bigger than Jessica Rabbit's yeah. and, you know, everything else. So, you know, this is just all shaped by the media. And yeah. the "Guys, big shoulders, tiny waist, big legs, you know. Yeah, because
2: yeah. with, uh, with women, it's weird. It's like, um, I, was read, I was just reading an article and it's like, there's an age where Marilyn Monroe was like the... You know the image yeah. women wanted. Then as yeah. it went, they became skinnier. Then one time they became bigger. Then it went. So it's for women at least it changes, and but for men there's never been like it's just
3: action man, he man. When I, know... I was
2: growing up, <laughs> yeah, actually, He-Man yeah,
3: and action man, You know, these guys have massive arms and shoulders and chest. Yeah. Right. you know, we're like I remember watching He Man as a kid go. Yeah, I'm gonna be like that when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> the guys, proportions were metal. Looking back on it. <laughs> yeah,
2: but at least for, yeah, for guys was cartoons.
3: Sorry. Can, can,
2: uh,
1: can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Uh, you can actually see from if you look at music videos from from like the '90s. Like, look at your hip hop videos from the '90s. I, love Pool J. I mean, just, you can see the women. And also how the men smartened up in like, like yeah, like you said, El Khouj cool suddenly ripped up and he was buff as hell, completely yeah. shred. And and then you also look at the ladies aspect where it was skinny girls in hot
3: pants just jamming, and now you have this
2: this track with uh, what's it called, Cardi B called WAP,
1: and it's like what the what? Yeah,
3: what happened yeah. there? what's going
2: on too much plastic surgery Yeah, kate moss like
3: straight out of there it was sort of no body weight at all yeah that was was, sort of
0: yeah that heroin chic and it changes but i mean even though the women's sort of body shape changes i think it's always always been like morag said you you're a small person like the less space you kind of take the better and i mean i think because just throughout the decades that it's always been about a body image for women that's where men get overlooked like we're kind of like well why should we worry about the guys they're fine but it wasn't until it wasn't until Jeremy actually commented on that whole gym chat post that I thought about it I'm like yeah there's there's you know no, no one asks the guys how they they feel about something and I mean just taking Jim yeah. talk as an example it's it's mainly w- woman focused anyway i mean that might be a whole marketing yeah. thing uh, that's a different story but again if you look at the guys they're all a certain shape and generally white that's another issue but anyway and it's it it, it was just it, that comment really hit home and i'm like yeah. They would never put a sort yeah. of a normal looking guy. And then, and then I was like, you know, and then I know cause we're good friends with the mom, like, yeah, it's, it's so hard when, yeah, you, you, there's just this image of a sort of a, you know, big guy that rip, that you're trying to get to. And it's, it's, it's really hard or, or like your client, Andy, who you just see yeah. these guys on IG and, and a lot of them are on steroids and, and you say they're not, and you're like, yeah, well, yeah,
3: exactly. That's the worst thing. Saying you're not, and you and are,
0: you are and it just makes this sort of a very unobtainable image Same that wind, you. women, though. Yeah. How many uh, gym sharp traditional gym sharp models are taking Anavar? Okay, well, yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, good good point. And they're shredded the whole time.
2: The whole the yeah. whole time. Yeah, it's uh, it's become work now to just be lean and sell stuff over the internet. It's.
3: But here's the thing. Remember recently, I post about Zach Efron. I watched that Zach Efron show on Netflix. Yeah, I thought he looked really good because you know, they, 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 you know, Zac Efron, very handsome dude with a generally decent body, even though he's getting older. And people were having a go at him. Yeah, yeah. To
2: I saw the comments.
3: That, it was like dad bod. <laughs> yeah, you know, dad bod. He calls Efron so he's got a dad bod. Yeah. Now there's no middle ground for guys. Now you're either yeah. looking ripped... And big, or you you consider fat, or you consider skinny.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Like I think it's hard to hit your mark. There's less body shape. Exception. I think yeah. with women, there's a certain there's certain body shapes within being a woman's concern. You know, there's like skinny athletic women, or there's women with big hips and big you know big butts, like, right? and both considered some sort of. You know sexualized and you know sexy mm-hmm. for
2: the media purposes but men yeah look. and you know with women at least they even though that happens they cater for all sizes like if you're a lady shopping for your size you'll find it if you're a guy mm-hmm. like we experienced it in clear and i went to zara and that was the worst experience cause you not
0: a zara nothing
2: man. nothing fit <laughs> their excel was like useless so I'm like, I want that jacket. Can you get it for me? It's like, nope. That's it the biggest one. I
1: tried the, Excel the Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, but it's, it's crazy because at least women, because companies target women because they know they'll buy stuff, whatever the size. And by putting pressure on the women, they know, you know, you'll you'll, you'll still want to buy the stuff. But for guys, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if we were more consumers, guys would care, I think. That's just my two cents because uh guys you can buy your one two suits for the whole year your few trousers and so we're we're not as important to the fashion market i think we're very
1: for us guys we have jeans named
3: after us we have skinny jeans so i'm sort of happy like,
2: sort of happy, like <laughs> oh yeah, i i love it i
3: love a skinny pair of jeans but now luckily we do like bodybuilder ones with a of stretch or, yeah. Oh, yeah rip my skin off my knuckles trying to get them over my calves the other day because <laughs> my calves are grown and we got stuck it was all embarrassing but um <laughs> yeah but apart from that you know it is a weird one with men because we are sort of forgotten element in the fact that men come in all shapes and sizes too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and there's a big push for women, sort of, you know, body sort of, you know, being proud of your body, body acceptance. But there hasn't been that with men. Yeah, you, know, you Have you seen, how many times have you seen, oh, yeah, top shop need to, or top man need to change their mannequins to be more like general men? You don't. You just don't. And maybe I see the lack, you know, the lack of sort of political emotion with men in general, maybe, maybe uh, as men, men aren't pushing mm-hmm. the agenda.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, because then a lot of this has been prompted by the health at every size movement as well, mm-hmm. in that, yes, fair enough, that it was maybe originally more for women of a certain, again, size, ethnicity, things like that, again, it's to push less mar- well, more marginalised groups into the, the spotlight in the forefront. And I suppose as well, what Leon was saying there, in that if you're gonna make more noise about it and say, actually, do you know what, cater for us, companies do then have to go, right, well, there's a little bit of demand for it. It was the same when Nike put up the um, plus size mannequins and there was the massive backlash on that in that, well, why are you now promoting obesity? It's like, well, actually, no, you're not promoting obesity. You're just saying that these are clothes that are going to fit to you because yeah. <laughs> this is you know where your body is. And again, I have that argument of, okay, so what do you wear to exercise in? Depending on what size you are, a, a, a you know, garbage sack or what? Like, what do you wear? Mm-hmm. True, it's. True. Um, I think yeah.
3: there's been a loss, a loss of focus on what an actual healthy body looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We all think being lean is healthy when it's exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Women shouldn't be lean all year round. Women happily sitting at twenty percent body fat is kind of great great for their health, great for the hormones. But that, if you put, you know, you see a plus, you know, wait, that's called plus size. That's not plus size, that's normal that's size. That's
0: normal, I know. That's normal
3: size. Yeah, that's right. the problem. Men, you know, sub 20, but plus 15% body fat, normal size man, not a dad bod. Why is it getting called a dad bod? I don't know. Right? And what's wrong, you know, if you're a dad and you've got a body, you got a dad bod. You know, <laughs> I'm a dad, I've got a body, I'm a dad bod. Right? Yeah. That's normal, you know, and I think there needs to be not so much a new narrative about what normal and healthy is and the difference between what true obesity is
4: and just being in a healthy fat range. Mm -hmm. I think that's again perpetuated by like, it's social media because it's at everybody's fingertips, like depending on when you first go on your phone in the morning, you know, you're scrolling through Instagram, TikTok, wherever you're scrolling. And I suppose depending on the accounts you follow, and this is something that I discuss with my clients, is actually having a bit of a social media cull. Mm. In that, not to be like, what doesn't spark joy, you send it on. But um, you know, if you are constantly following bodybuilders, let's say they're going through prep, and they're they're even calling themselves fat, and you're looking at that and you're going, you're you literally have like an inch fluffy, yeah, yeah, fluffy, yeah, and you say you're you're fluffy or you feel fat, and it's that it's that reinforcement of body dysmorphia that they're exhibiting putting out and um i actually really hate the term prep brain even though it's kind of like it's a really cutesy term for body dysmorphia it's like oh prep brain i'm looking at myself and i think i'm fat it's like yes you're underfed yes you are getting in your own head because you're looking to compete but when you've got a general population then looking at you like this is someone maybe who's never competed is never going to compete and then looking at you and they're you're saying you're fat there and then looking at themselves and going geez like this is chalk and cheese night and day in terms of like where you are with body composition and I think a lot of it is comparison too a lot of people like to compare themselves to someone else and go well I don't look like you but yet you're telling me that you're not happy with, you know there's there's lots of influence
0: yeah, and it sort of goes the same with muscle, like, I, I kind of find the same yeah. thing, you're looking at a lot of women, you're like, oh, they're, you know, they're so muscly, and then you look at yourself, you're like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's not what I kind of thought I looked like, and it just, you know, it really does take years, and yeah. as always, we're we're sort of on the path to get things quickly, and I mean, yeah. it generally I say women less. I mean, I I I like muscle, but I think most maybe most women are scared of that. But for men for sure, you know, I just again that post really struck home that so many of these influencers on social media have at some point taken something and it's yeah. again that comparison thing and it's 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 so so hard. And and yeah, I agree like with you more I'd like to try and cull those accounts because you know that if you if you find you're just spending your whole time comparing yourself to people, you know on, on Instagram, you're not really going to get anywhere. You're just going to yeah. get yourself down.
2: Yeah,
3: That's uh, the thing. Comparison is the thief
0: of joy. Yeah, old yeah. well saying, but it stands
3: so true. And I think what you just described, clear about, sort of, you know, muscle envy. Say is what men. And this is a problem, like, you know, me and Leon are no different in some respects, because yep. I guarantee our feeds are full of male bodybuilders. <laughs> oh, I know, I'm always
0: looking at his phone, I'm like, oh, more naked men. <laughs> well, Yeah, lovely. It's like, you know, cats always
3: looking at Michelle going, oh, what are you yeah, looking like, what? Men what? in pants. <laughs> looking looking at, at men's glutes. Pants. Looking at lots of men in lots of pants, covered in weird fake tabs. Yeah. Well, the fact <laughs> is, you look at it and go, just has gone through and go, that guy's pretty huge. It'd not being fine, men's physiques. Guys just get bigger and bigger and you're yeah, like well yeah. i need to be bigger and that's constant 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 constant
2: there's that pressure even though what it's goes
3: down the whole gambit like to, to guys who do consider themselves skinny and you know, like, i'll speak a bit more about this like social media is now just full of guys who um are just you know perpetuating this image here. normal is having a six-pack yeah. 45, a 46 inch chest, huge boulder shoulders, and everything else. When reality is, that's a tiny percentage of the populace. Tiny.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. You know? I mean, there's, there's, yeah. we see that, we see that uh, all the time.
1: But just the way you said, that's such a tiny, you know, it's, it's like a penny in the ocean, right? Of the amount of guys that look like that. But as you're scrolling and as you're looking, or when you're watching tell or whatever, you're seeing all these people. That's the last thought that comes to your head because you're not thinking in such depth. You're just like, damn, man, how how did this guy do that? You know, why I'm doing all of this and it's not working? Or even if it is, you don't feel it's working. And then I go back to the question, which I was going to ask earlier: is for men and women, what is good enough?
2: Um, Right now, I'd say good enough is controlled by social media. Social media yes. is controlling everything. So no one, which is wise, um, think about it. The pages with the most informative, uh, clever, smart coaches that actually show you the work have the least followers. Yes. But the yes. pages that do not show you the work, it's like, ooh, new Gymshark, you know, abs, new watch. is oh. showing a new watch and your are shirtless. And those are the accounts with more and more people because i think... and i
3: notice this on my own posts i post with my top off when i'm lean. <laughs> i get a lot more follows suddenly yeah And yeah. these guys in india who end up into my into my sort of weird dm saying like your muscles Like thanks um, but like it just shows you like you know if i post a picture of me and a horse a picture of me and my dog
2: it's only the host I don't lovers.
3: Uh um, we do another we do another podcast when I get one of those DMs when someone goes, I like your bicep <laughs> yeah, It's we'll always it's it. some, some guy it's always a guy in normally to be fair, it's normally in India, right? And it's just like right, like, thanks for for appreciating my, my arm size. I, I appreciate that, but uh, you know it's and not me. working. But um you know, and I imagine it's the same for women, and that's why there's such a pressure for women to post these sort of bikini reverse scoliosis back shots <laughs> with an arse poked out in a tiny bikini because they're the ones that get the follows and we're all told that all that matters is likes and follows. Mm-hmm. The reality is what is good enough being healthy and healthy comes in various sizes because there's a big genetic component. Yeah. And people look at Mr. Olympia, say you look at Phil Heath and you go, wow, that's an amazing physique. Most actually, to a lot of people's probably still grotesque, but yeah. you um, you know, you look at some of these Mr. Olympias and you go, "Oh, that looks amazing." But the reality is, that's not healthy. He's taken a lot of steroids. He's taken a lot of growth hormone and insulin.
2: Yeah, and then also no one, and no one likes to be told like, because um, guys ask, "Yeah, how how long have you worked out?" And I'm like, eh, probably since I was 15," you know. Yeah, and then exactly. in their head, they're thinking, Is oh. this old. So he's been doing it for... And then it's like, literally, how long... Did... Literally,
1: what I thought when I asked you, how yeah. have you been working out for you since I was like 16? I'm like, you want me to start now? <laughs> and then after years, I'm like, forget about it. But, yes.
2: but that's the thing. That's also a way of seeing someone's mindset. Because I'll be like, yeah, done weights for, you know, eight years. And then you can see how their head goes. And it's like... I was hoping to get this in three months.
3: Yeah. But it does take a genetic component to all this. Mm. Everyone forgets we're not all meant to look the same. We're not all meant to have the same body type. Genetically, we're all very different. And as I say, you see Mr. Ferble Heath, huge, ripped, huge, taking a lot of drugs, but genetically gifted. Even when you look at him, Kai Green, you look at him as a natural. He was massive already. Yeah, even you know, that's his genetics. Like, yeah, you know, I'm never going to be a huge guy because because when I like, don't have a structure for it. Yeah?
2: I remember when you started with Armour. I was telling you like Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee loved bodybuilding, yeah. and he wanted yeah. to be huge, but he ate and tried, and he he couldn't. So did martial arts. Got ripped, and he decided, you know, this this is the physique I want. I have enough muscle. So sometimes you can try, but. Like Andy said, it's really, really genetic, and which not many people. I think it,
1: the Bruce Lee actually it helped me a lot. Oh yeah, because I'm like that doesn't look bad because
2: yeah, it really
1: Bruce-y doesn't. Yeah,
2: Bruce Lee crazy shape. Bruce Lee
1: was, was in like, shape. I'm not going to be any Guy Green anytime soon, <laughs> and I'm like that's that's something that's more achievable in my world.
4: Mm. Yeah. I think that's a really good point, though, is achievable in your world and understanding that what's achievable for some is not necessarily achievable for others. But then I also think that you can get a lot of hate and stick for developing more muscle mass because then someone goes, well, that's not achievable. Like, I love James Smith, but recently he put a post up about that everybody takes steroids. It's like, well, not everybody does. (laughs) A lot do. But, you know, for some, what they've managed to achieve, like you say, Leon, it's, it's accumulation of like years and years and years and years of work, rather than it being like, okay, quick three months. Yes, a little bit of trends going to maybe get you there quicker, depending yeah. on which influencer is using it. But then you've got the opposite effect as well in that, you know, yes, there's backlash for posts like Gymshark who, you know, posts about the roll down or, you know, Zac from the dad bod in that when they are seen to be putting on masks, it's a negative thing. But then some people actually get the backlash where where they're very lean. Like, I follow an account on Instagram called You Look Like a Man, and the amount of hate that some women get from being more athletic is ridiculous. And it's like, oh, you know, I, I don't want to delve into the um, complete absolutes of what they say, but you could probably imagine the hate yeah. that some women get publicly from chasing a certain aesthetic
2: so it's yeah yeah because the same
0: especially figure like figure women like it's just like women should not look like that yeah or you you just look oh i know that it's
2: because even on the same point when um zach efron did baywatch and he got lean he got he got the same backlash it's like oh he he needs to tell us his cycle he needs to and it's like where like when he's What do you guys
0: want? You can't win. You can't win sometimes. Or
2: this
3: isn't realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. People have lost sight of what is normal. That's the thing. I think the whole world lost sight of this for a lot of stuff. It's like, be it from what car you should be driving to, what house you should live in. Social media has given us such a warped perception because people only post the snapshots of the best parts of their life. (laughs) And that then becomes our new normal. Mm -hmm. their best days and now everyone's this is what we should be
0: doing and then then
2: it's easy with social media, you sit on the phone in your duvet and scroll and be like you look like shit Uh, now you used to be lean, now you're fat and
4: people look like up-keyboard warriors
2: yeah, yeah. so I think uh, there's also like a
4: level of Adonis as well like people aspire to look up to someone else and go oh they are There seem to be either better than where i am or that's the level that i want yeah, to achieve
0: true. and i
4: suppose then as well that then perpetuates you know you know that six packs take a lot of work to get to like big muscles take a lot of work to get to and then it's like i think the point that's been pushed upon before is when is good enough good enough or when is realistic enough realistic enough and mm. it's you know, oh, if you are to have these role models, quote unquote, be the leaders of the industry, you know, it's like, do you know what I mean? Like tomorrow, if, I became, uh, if I became huge, someone
1: would still have a problem with it. They'd be like, yes. you look too big.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm
1: like, well, yeah. I was,
3: kidding. I was just kidding. And now I'm big. You're, I'm, too, I'm too big. It's like I'm saying, don't get too big. Too- oh, yeah. my gosh, for girls. Yeah, don't yeah, Especially not. for girls. Don't
2: my mum says it to me. My mum says
3: it to me. She like, says I'm too skinny, I'm too big, but... Oh yeah,
0: it's yeah. my mum got oh, tired. I've, well, I've heard it
4: since the women more. Oh, don't
0: get too big. It's like... But it's okay if you've got a big ass, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah but big quads, mm-mm. Yeah. I know, I was just looking at that workout today, like, grow your glutes without your legs. I'm like, hell oh, no. It's You're like... I want big quads here. Like, and it's also
3: impossible. It's
0: like... It's not <laughs> work really, like that. But... get the other. It's a big dog. It's crazy. And I think, well, it'd be interesting to hear your opinion, more sort of, as a sort of a, wo- a woman personal trainer, and like, especially if you are like, you know, now you're trying to build some muscle, you're eating in a surplus, um, and you're great with like showing pictures of how you look like now, not just when you're on stage in your bikini. Did, did people comment to you about that? Or do you find like you get more likes for your sort of on stage bikini pictures? Or...
4: I think generally I get more likes regardless. And again, this is another thing where it's yeah. okay. You, you get you get likes for what your body looks like mm. rather than maybe necessarily the knowledge that you're trying to give out. And I think that's a problem as well. Yeah. That's a big problem. But, um, you know, I've actually received like a lot of support, especially from my clients as well, because yeah. I've got a lot of girls who are going through a similar thing and that they're going, I've always been chasing me and You know, Maybe mm-hmm. I'm looking to put on a bit more masks, you know, things like that. And I mean, there's so many that have gone. Actually, do you know what? You look, you look great, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I maybe I'm feeling a little bit more chunky and funky at the moment. But it's great because it means I can actually eat food, mm-hmm. and that's then trying to put across to other people and other women and other men as well. So if you're constantly chasing this ripped aesthetic, you are always going to be in a state of hunger or always be in a state of food focus. So you might never get to the point where you know Andy's described before that he can use like mm-hmm. if it fits your macros quite fluidly and you know it's not then a case of right I'm just going to use it as a binge tool or uh you know an abuse of abuse of calories you know oh I can fit three tubs of Ben and Jerry's today rather than two yesterday it's great you know it's um and I think if you are not prepared to spend at least the majority of your year at maintenance or a slight surplus you're never going to get there like it's like Leon was saying as well, someone said, or oh, or as well, I'm always like, oh god, it's going to take me how many years? I'm no, I'm not I'm not interested. Mm. But it's the same with like mm. fat mass loss for women. It's like they'll come to me and say, well, realistically, how long is it going to take me to get to this point? I'm like, well, it could be like six months. It could be like a year, two years, and they go, no, herbal mm. life. Here we go. Like, yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah,
0: it's it's <laughs> that's so frustrating, and I must say, during like this past year, I've also been sort of in a surplus, and it's been I think the best feeling for me is putting that out on social media that it's fine for women to do that. You know, it doesn't always have to be you're you're trying to lose weight. It's like yeah. you know, just change it around a bit, and uh, you know, like you say, it's it's just healthier to be. A yeah.
2: but you see, it was weird. She's bulking, and then okay. you have lady clients inboxing me, and they're like are you okay with her bulking? Oh, I'm like,
4: that. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. <And> I'm like, <laughs> that's actually like, something what do else you... that I noticed. Yeah. Is that, not necessarily me, but like other, other female trainers, there's one that Tally, um, she's got quite a big following. Again, she's a huge advocate for health at every size, but she's put on fat mass and her body shape now is completely different to where she maybe was a couple of, you know, years ago. Yeah. And someone actually inboxed her and said, is your boyfriend happy with the way that you put on weight?
2: And it's like, <laughs> yeah, cause, I, cause it's crazy. Cause I asked, I, I told her she's bulking, she's building muscle, mm. and they're like, oh, I thought she was just eating. And I'm like, you can really see but, guys don't understand a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, also, we I mean, don't
3: understand how relationships work
2: either. I know, you know they ask me. It's
3: really like, <laughs> quite <like that>. And <laughs> the fact is, most men, if, you know being truthfully, prefer their women looking healthier? And and don't forget, there's that knock-on effect of, you know, if you are dating, married to someone who's really lean, actually, that can put a strain on your relationship purely because of hormone imbalances and everything else that goes on with being super lean and isn't healthy. You're in fact in a much better place when someone's healthier and happier, enjoying their food,
4: yeah, and, you know, in the in the healthy position. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. And I'd say that like food is more than just food, and that's another thing I like to say to my clients is that it's social, it's cultural, mm-hmm. it's a way to share experiences. And if you're someone who's constantly going, you know what, can't have that put in because mm-mm, no, like, not that you have I, to have I, it because it's there. Are
1: you really living? I always, uh, I mean, because I haven't trained as heavily as pretty much any of you. Um, I'm your basic gym guy. I'll I'll go in and and do my stuff, follow a plan and whatever. Um, And I have met Leon at at some point when he's training and whatever, and I used to walk (laughs) into the gym eating a Kit Kat and he'd be like, are you serious? And I was like, what? It's like, man, I'd love to have that. And I was like, then have it, just have it. That was during during
2: prep, he's like, just eat it. I'm like. No, that's not how it well, that's works. Thing, yeah.
3: <laughs> that's the thing, i so nice, Preps, prep. If you've chosen to be competitive, that's a whole different thing to just yeah. live your life. You know, yeah. that's, a, that's a path you've chosen, which is a competitive path. That's, people need to stop looking at people on social media who are competitive bodybuilders and, and figure athletes, whatever, and realize that is a specific goal.
2: Yeah, yeah, goal. yeah.
3: That, that is, is far from normal. A
4: healthy and happy mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. as a general person, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, different, different extremes or different fluidity for different goals. Like, if you... Prep is very extreme. I mean, growing muscle is not extreme, extreme, as in, like, you've got to really, like, starve yourself. But, you know, it's extreme in the fact that you've actually got to make sure you're eating enough to, like, be putting yeah. on... Your mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hitting your minimums and making sure like, you know, you, you are actively pushing maybe past the point of fullness and things. But again, that's another thing as well as what's normal in terms of satiety signalling. A lot of that gets lost because of portion sizes that have developed over the years. You know, if you go to a restaurant, you get maybe a bigger portion, a smaller portion, you just eat past the point of fullness, makes up feel sick all the time. It's like there's lots of things that have changed that are what is normal. True,
2: true,
3: true. Yeah. Do you find here's the thing this is a question's come up a few times? As a personal trainer, you get more interest in your services when you're lean versus yep. when you are carrying a bit more mass. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, because people kind of like aspire to be like you, or they think that person is lean and ripped. Yeah. They can get, get me, me there, yeah, yeah. and that is. I think I had this discussion maybe last time I was on that people use their body as a business card. Yeah, and whilst yes, you do have to walk the walk and talk the talk to a certain extent but it's teaching as well the general population that the Adonises that you see may either be hiding in, in disorder or up to the eyeballs in steroids. Mm-hmm. And they might not be, but you know they potentially have a very poor um, balance in their life as well. I mean, again, another discussion I had with a client the other day is imagine you've got a jug of water and you've got 10 glasses in front of you. There's only so much you can give to every single glass before you're out of you know, energy or resources or whatever it is you have and you've got to remember that if you are you, you've got a life you've got family you've got work commitments you've got other commit. you know there's only so much you can give and if like i said with andy it's if you're looking at a bodybuilder and what they're eating and their diet and it's just it's not going to work um but 100 you get more interest the leaner you are because it seemed to be i suppose a difficult thing as well like if you're looking up to someone, you don't necessarily look and see all of the work that they've had to put in. You just see that they're ripped and shredded, and you think, oh, I can get there. Like It's not that you can't get there, but it's that you don't appreciate what you actually have to do, yeah. and the mundane day-to-day tasks that you have to be consistent with to get to that point. And yeah. that might not work
3: with your lifestyle. It goes back to what you said earlier. People hit like based on your body rather than the content. And I think if people to understand the content, actually read the content, they realize there's a difference between how someone looks and the knowledge. And I keep saying we need to be, as consumers of social media, more critical of who we're following. And if someone's not giving us information and it's just constantly pictures them in their you know, bikini, their underwear, there's no need to follow that person. you know, You better off getting your, con- your proper content and actually learning from social media and using it as an educational tool but yeah maybe some people don't want to do that and that's fine it's their social media but fact is when you get a coach it's a bit like you wouldn't go to a university you get a, a professor and go oh that professor looks great in a green jacket <laughs> and go to his class you know you, you need to know what the class is about and what he's going to teach you you know
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yes. a good one. Um, Amal, what about in the DJ scene? Is there, I mean, is there sort of any pressure on on how you look or is it just purely on your music?
1: I think it is... It's That's a good question, actually.
3: You don't ever feel that you need to look a certain way apart from cool. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah to, to look cool, be cool. You need
1: yeah. to look the part. Yeah. So, you just need to look cool. Um, I think uh, a lot of people feel like if they can't look cool enough, then is it really worth getting into the whole scene? Is it like, will I make it? I'm just an ordinary guy. Like, I, I to the person himself would imagine that I'm not cool enough. Sorry. But uh, in terms of like physique and stuff, th- but- I mean, there's a lot of. Unhealthy things going on in the DJ scene. Yeah. I've witnessed it. I had my own unhealthy lifestyle, and it's part of the game. Like, uh, there's, you can't have a—you'll never see a guy spinning and, and and sipping on a protein shake. I haven't seen it. yet.
0: Well, you can uh, start that trend. Yeah. I was gonna
4: say you could be the trendsetter, Mark. Just make <laughs> sure I
2: I come in, cause a scene, and give you your protein. Done. <laughs>
4: Get, get it on social a, media. For my protein guys. There's a, a keto
0: flavor. Sorry. <laughs> my keto flavor, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A flavor <laughs> but but, yeah. yeah, it could be a Jager flavor for you. But yeah. be a new business plan.
1: Yeah. for yeah. making protein shakes
0: that
2: taste of alcoholic drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I think they, they'd probably sell you. would be shocked.
0: <laughs> yeah. But what got you sort of into training night like? I mean, you were, you were DJing at that point. Was it to look cool or did you want to sort of get stronger and healthier? It
1: was, it was just that social pressure uh, in general. Mm-hmm. You know, as social media was growing, you start seeing more and then you start envying. They're not the wrong people to envy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say they're the wrong people to envy, but maybe you you envy them for the wrong reasons. And then yeah. uh, I, I'd also like to say that it's not always... The social pressure but sometimes i think i'm just speaking for myself yeah. is i put pressure on myself without anyone no one's told me anything but i'm automatically putting myself up against the wall and asking myself questions like you know why why do you look like this why why don't you look like this you should look like this um, and you can look like this so why haven't you done something to do that like that will take you there so um as, and and that again, that probably does stem from social pressures to a certain extent. But if you if you start pressuring yourself about these things, then you're just adding pressure to pressure. Yeah. So, true. like I said before, what what is good enough? Not not. It's a question to you, and then it's a question you ask yourself. And okay. I, I don't know what is good enough for me. I, I don't know. Is it is it becoming big and 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 like Leon?
3: Is that good enough for me, or will I get there and
2: be oh, like? this is a lot of work. I'm not kidding <laughs> You know
3: what I'm say? I look weird? I, I genuinely think people think this a lot of the time. Think when I have bigger arms or when I have a bigger chest, I'll be happier. Mm-hmm. They get there, yeah, yeah. Realize, yeah. and then they realise that's not enough. And actually, they, they lose sight of what is the important thing. Is being healthy important? Is being successful important? If so, that doesn't come with body. You can do. You can achieve both these things without. Being big and ripped, you know. Yeah. And I think it's a long journey, and it's one. Maybe now I'm I'm a bit older, I've got a child of my own. But I can look back on and say, actually, when I was younger, I should not worry too much about trying to be bigger. When yeah. I was playing rugby, just enjoy the rugby because it's not getting a lot more enjoyable. Higher up you play, and you know, you realise you're not biggest. So, yeah, you, know, you lose enjoyment of what you're doing. You lose enjoyment of training because you're chasing this never-ending goal. Yeah, and yeah. no.
2: I think, I think it's also
3: question, pressure you, That yeah. pressure. makes you feel confident when you're
1: achieving some of these things.
2: Yeah, yeah. but I think so also
1: the pressure around you so high that if you start suddenly, you you got your abs, your chest is growing, and you feel okay. I'm, I'm I'm getting there, and then your confidence levels automatically go up because you feel like you you look better. You 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 know you're being accepted somehow. Yeah. If, if that makes
2: sense. Mm. But yeah. I, I, yeah. Think, I think it depends oh. also yeah. where you are mentally, how okay. the story goes. Because you can yeah. put pressure and go down the, let's call it the dark road or the, you know, where you start thinking, okay, now I have big arms. I want I have big chest. So maybe, you know, I need to take care of my health more, eat better stuff or go down the other road where you're like, yeah get bigger arms and let me continue like you're never happy it's bigger and bigger and so
3: exactly like when when
2: do you stop yeah it's like where you are mentally will determine a lot
1: good Good
4: enough yeah i think it definitely depends on your mentality and your approach to it because like leon was saying there's there's two roads you can go down and the road that i like to work with my clients going down is not the okay, well, when my glutes aren't big enough, when my quads aren't big enough, I need, like, this, or I've not got a small enough waist, it's actually, like, how do you feel within yourself, and, you know, there's a lot of the time when I'll take, actually, I'll take things away from clients, like, you're not allowed to use the scales anymore, because that's having an negative impact on how you view yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, I think, again, this argument could be said, it's like, right, okay, well, if we don't aspire to be like these Mr. Olympias, then what's the point of even changing? And I think it's finding that nice middle ground where you're thinking, right, you want to improve the quality of your life, but you want to improve the quality of your life so that you are then able to live your life with more greater efficacy or feeling more confident within yourself, but then not maybe necessarily then having that intense, intense pressure to then be like, right now, more, 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 more. Um, And, you know, yes, it's great to have external data and, a lot of it's external validation that then maybe pushes you to kind of go right well I'm not good enough now maybe I need more whereas actually when you start to look within yourself and I think that's you know what bulking or now you're cutting you know mm. improving muscle mass like and I'm kind of doing the same thing I've kind of flipped it on its head and gone actually you know what I want to take up space I want to you know mm. where I want to be is I, I want to be strong and I want to take up space and it's actually figuring out what's important to you like Annie was saying you know it's maybe don't focus so much on getting absolutely huge it's yeah. enjoyment of it you are going to have the people and again i think a lot of it comes down to personality types and if you look at all really really um high achieving sportsmen and women they all have a very specific personality type which is very very i don't to call it like anal, but it's like one-minded yeah. it's very obsessive yeah and it's like that's great for that personality type because maybe that's just exactly what makes that tick and they love it but your personality type is maybe not that obsessive and not that compulsive to get towards any certain goal. So it's understanding the nuances between that two. I think uh, I think there's also, it's about loving the
3: journey, but yeah. also having non-aesthetic goals. Mm-hmm. I, I think for, for what I do with the guys I train is let's focus on your form, your tempo, your quality of lift, but also getting stronger. And if you focus on those two things and you're in a surplus of food, you will grow eventually. It may take a long time, you're gonna have to be patient, but if you're getting stronger, that's a goal you can see Mm -hmm. sooner. Strength comes a lot quicker than aesthetic goals. And if you embrace getting stronger, that will make you love going to the gym. Stronger in your rep ranges, yeah. And then, you know, doesn't mean become a power lifter if that's not your end goal, but enjoy hitting those targets and then you will enjoy the journey so much more mm-hmm. and then so it may not even be about the gym it may be you want to be healthier yeah. and your goal may be you focus on losing weight because you want to do like a, a 5k run or something well don't worry about the losing of weight let's focus on that 5k run let's break that down and a lot of that journey you'll lose that weight as you build up to that and that's, yeah, it's
2: just changing where the goal is. Yeah, it takes... And
4: the mindset and the focus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I
2: think it takes a lot of re-educating, like, especially men, because, uh, like, the way you said He-Man and everything, like, think when you're growing up, it's always the buff guy in the movie who gets the girls, who has the nice cars, and there's, like, a narrative set for the young boys, and it's like, hmm, if I want to be successful and get girls, I need muscles and that cool car and then it over years and years and years as you're growing as a teenager you know you just want that's why i guess rap videos appeal to people and certain music videos and it's it's i think it's it just takes a lot of reeducating the the boy child and probably also the the girl but it's it's like what you see when you're growing up it's always the guy with the muscles who wins or
0: yeah, it is all that from where we were growing up. Yeah. There's so much cultural brainwashing, um, that's involved. But um, I think that's all we have time for today. It's yeah, such such a great topic, and I hope it makes you just yeah think about things. Just think about who you follow and why, and what you really want and 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 why. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions for any of us, you can just. Leave them on Instagram. We will link Morag's Instagram and Amaz below. Um, yeah, Morag has loads of great info on hers and a few bikini shots if you you know you need those. <laughs> <laughs> and Amaz uh, always got some cool pictures. Um, and yeah, next time he's at a gig, I hope he'll be drinking his protein shake.
2: Yeah, <laughs> protein vodka.
0: Protein. <laughs> okay. Oh <dear. laughs> well thanks so much Mora. thanks Amar for joining us it was really interesting to hear your point of view thanks guys Uh, thanks for having us on okay enjoy the rest of the weekend